Welcome to the Drum History Podcast. I'm your host, Bart Vanderzee, and today I am very honored to be joined by David Frangioni, the publisher of Modern Drummer Magazine. David, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Bart. Great to be here, everyone. Oh, uh, and it's uh, and, I, and as, I, as I said that, I, I was thinking you have a lot of different titles. I mean, you are an audio engineer, you work in studios, you're an author, um, you've got all sorts of cool stuff going on. You're a, you're a busy man. Yes, uh, you know, a lot, lot of things happening and um, they all interconnect, even though it may not look like it at the surface. And I know that, uh, you know, many of the things I do are full-time jobs for a lot of people, uh, but I've found a way to combine all of, you know, these different passions that I have into a career and um, and it's, you know, it's amazing. Very, very blessed. Very grateful. Yeah. I think, um, it's probably like cross guitar and bass, but I think musicians are really good about making things work for them. Like if you like audio engineering and drumming, you can kind of put it together and find out, find a way to make that work. Um, so. Well, in their hand in glove as well, right? Think about how much, uh, audio engineering comes into play to be a part of what you do. I mean, you're, you know, you're an engineer and a, a drummer, yep. so you know that those are very, very useful, powerful musical tools to have, you know, from a technology and, and audio engineering standpoint. Yeah. And I think now more than ever, because we live in an era where you can't just say, oh, I'm an engineer. You can't just say, I'm a tracking engineer. I'm a mixing engineer. Hire me. You basically, I think for a lot of people, what makes them stick out is, oh, I'm also good in After Effects, or I'm also good with uh, Photoshop. And it's like, ooh, you stand out. You have a, an, an extra um, little something. So it's, it's you know, as a drummer, it helps to know Ableton and to know Pro Tools. So Well, I agree cool. with that, Bart. And I'd like to expand uh, so that everybody can take away from this time we're spending together some really valuable things that they can apply to their own life. Yeah. And one right now um, is you have to be a multitasker. Um, when we talked a, a minute ago about all the different types of careers I have and and, and all the different businesses, et cetera. It all stemmed from very early on, like literally before I was a teenager, I was starting to see playing in the music business at such a young age as a drummer, having, you know, very big aspirations. I was starting to see even that young, 11, 12, playing in clubs and playing in bands, that if you put all your eggs in one basket, it's not only very scary from making a living, but it's also very limiting to how far that you can take your your goals, your art. So it's twofold. We've yeah. got to be able to make a living to be pros in what we do. And in order to do that, you, you know, when a project comes along, you have to be ready and able to do it. I also believe you should be passionate about it. It shouldn't just be about having uh, a career path to make money. It should be about finding career paths that you're really passionate about and that are really important to you that you'd almost do for free if you could make a living otherwise um, and that fulfill you. And then when you combine some of those, you know, you just really turn into a, a professional that has a lot to offer any project. So if you just look at the example of a drummer engineer, um, which, you know, if we go back to Dave Weckl, you know, to me, one of the greatest drummers ever will yeah, always be absolutely. one of the greatest drummers ever. And I followed his career from when he was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, 
commuting to New York City and starting to make noise uh, in New York City uh, with French toast um, and and the whole way through. And in my point in doing in following his career and understanding that is he was always multitasking, even though he was one of the world's greatest drummers uh, and becoming one at that time. He learned about electronics. He learned about sound. He learned about yeah. the studio and all of these different talents that he didn't just have an awareness of, but he actually worked on it and, and has expertise in them. That really took it to even another level. So now you have one of the world's greatest drummers, gets great sound, understands the studio, can collaborate with the team live or in the studio on, hey, you know, I think this we should do this or that to get a better drum sound. And it's just such a powerful combination to launch and have a career from. So that's what I, I'd like to really encourage everyone hearing us today. Take a look at where you're at. If you're already doing two or three things uh, and you and you love what they're what you know what they are, you may still have a long way to go in terms of following uh, the pursuit of them and growing your ability within them. But the point is that you you know if you're if you're good with what you're doing and where you know what the combination is, then from there, don't stop, grow, learn, put yourself in uncomfortable situations so you can really grow even faster. And if you don't do that, if you're if you're someone right now listening to us and you're doing one thing, uh, just beware that you know it's it's you're limiting yourself for no reason and uh and you're and you're really in a position where you're not being conservative enough in a music related business or most businesses for that matter uh if something should go sideways uh or a project should come along that you need to be able to do one more thing to get um it'll be too late so do it yeah. now and yeah. i think that's really important and i'll tell you guys a, a really interesting story when i first started working with the band aerosmith which i've now been working with them since 1989 so it's about hmm. 31 years i think and when it when i first started i was doing a lot of technology work and i remember uh the guy saying to me you know look you know technology is really important to us we have a lot of need for what you're doing but we also need you know other aspects of of the of studio help you know you'll engineer on this day or um, you know, do this, other, you know, work on the console this another day or, you know, fly samples another day, whatever. And, um, and I remember thinking to myself, and this was all like in a split second, cause it was a very, it was a real time conversation. I remember thinking to myself, I've got to push myself. Like they were describing some things that, that I had, I didn't have a lot of experience in at that time. Some of the things I was already very, very accomplished in, other things I was learning and um and I made the call to like really jump in. It was scary as hell because I'm working for my idols at that time. It was the biggest gig that I had. I had some great credits prior to aerosmith but but not long term credits. They were just like you know I went and worked with Elton John for a week, right then mm -hmm. the project's over, and you know that was that um but with Aerosmith, it was ongoing, so it was very, very scary to kind of look at this amazing uh group heroes of mine, this opportunity. And um, it was, you know, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, everything you're saying is so true. And you, you get faced with those moments where you think like, it just makes you like, 
your heart drop. You're like, I'm, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like you, you, a new task comes, but I always think that's like a benchmark of like, after that you go, okay, well it can't be as hard as that last, you know, at that point, monumental task. So you really like, I just think everything builds up. Like everything gets easier after you do those, your next mega thing that you're super nervous about, whatever it is, a big session that you're not that you're out of your element on. You're alone. You're doing. You've always been an assistant. Now you're doing it alone. Right. Everything's right. easier after those that. growth moments. Yes, milestones, check like checkpoints. I mean, it's just it's it's a huge thing. So everything it you're is. saying is and so. You know right. what though, Bart? In the moment, the aftermath is what you're describing. It's it's yes. huge. Yes. It's transformational. It's life changing. But in the moment, it's no less scary. No. Right. And it's almost there's almost a, an equation where the scarier it is, the bigger the outcome will yeah. be. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's that's what you got to remember. And it's so much easier to say than do, but you, you got to do it. You can't just think it and say it. You got to do it. Um, it's the only way you grow. We could use a million examples if we want to use a very simple one. I think everybody gets it at this point, but if we want to use a simple one, you go to the gym, you you know, you work your muscles and until you're sore. And then mm-hmm. you stop and then you recover. And the whole process, whether you realize it or not, is you're breaking your muscles down. And you're actually, you know, you're you're working them in that way. It's the same thing in this yeah. case, where you're you're actually breaking your fe- your fear down. Yeah. Totally. I'm a big believer in uh and I always think about this to myself. I'm like, man, if I started Let's just say, like, even, you know, been playing the drums forever, but if I started playing guitar like two years ago, imagine where I would be at now. I would be two years deep. Like, no matter how old you are, if you start now, yeah, fast forward two years, you're going to be great. But if you don't start, then you'll be no further along. And that's obvious. But again, I always, even with exercise or whatever, you just got to start. So, well, that's you're our, absolutely our motivational. Right. And, and starting <laughs> is so easy to talk about, but, you know, there's a lot of people always have a reason uh and they don't even realize they have a reason you know i I see a lot of people that come to me for advice and i'll i'll you know one of my uh the things that i do is making a living is as a consultant and so people hire me to um you know give them guidance advice and on many different levels from many different views usually around music entertainment and business almost exclusively Mm -hmm. but nonetheless um the ideas are, are very similar where someone will come to me and and I'll do a deep dive and really start to unfold like what's going on and they won't even realize how they just let distractions yeah. rule and they don't even see the distractions as distractions, but yeah. they just get to the end of a day and they go, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm not anywhere. I haven't started anything. Maybe yeah. I put my little foot in the, in the, in the pond, you know, but for five minutes, but I really haven't done anything. And it's all these little distractions and all these little things that it's all fear, uh, just holding people back and it's Hmm. disguised in many forms, but you know, you really, you know, starting is underrated, you know, you really have to get out there and start. So that's our advice. Now (laughs) you and I are really aligned on, Modern Drummer, right? The number one drum magazine in the world that I had the privilege of becoming publisher and CEO of uh, fairly recently. And um, it is the Drumming Bible. It is. Established in 1977. Um, And here we are 
in this moment. I hope this, uh, you know, the stay home uh, goes away soon and people can get back to work and, and be healthy and safe. Um, but if people are listening to this, especially during a stay home moment, uh, you know, we just got a lot to share and bring value to their lives with today. I'm very excited, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's go way back. And I and I do want to mention too before we go back and talk about the beginning of Modern Drummer. I saw you speak at uh, the Chicago Drum Show last year when I think was very close to your you know coming on board and yes. uh, and it was great. So Days. I was very impressed. Thank it was it was really Thank neat you, to Bart. see that. Thank you. Yes, um, that was, I came on as publisher then. And then recently uh, added CEO to my role. Well, congratulations. That's Thank huge. You. I mean, like you said, it's just, it's the Bible for drummers. I mean, it is, it is, and it's earned that. It's not like, uh, it just sort of happened. I mean, it's been a long time. So um, you're the man in charge now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the history of the magazine going back into the 70s and, uh, and how it started and, and as, as much as you can, can lay on us? Well, Ron Spagnardi. God bless him. He and his wife, Isabel, started Modern Drummer Magazine. Ron had the idea uh, in you know the, the early 70s for years. He had this idea that he wanted to create a drum magazine where everybody could congregate in the drumming world. We didn't have anything like that. Yeah. And so on so many levels, it's, it's so necessary. Uh, and he created it out of their basement. Launched Modern Drummer. It was a, 1977 was the first issue. Uh, Buddy Rich, volume one, number one, of course, Buddy. Of course. Uh, how, <laughs> how appropriate. And the magazine yeah. just took off. And it became and is today the top brand in what people know in the drumming world. Uh, literally, it was a question on Jeopardy. You know, what <laughs> magazine awesome. do drummers uh, read? Uh, and modern drummer, you know, I mean, it's unbelievable. So it's yeah. really, it's really earned, as you said, its reputation as the number one drum brand in the world of of what unifies and educates and informs and updates drummers. When someone is in modern drummer, or drummer is either on the cover or, or a feature. It's like winning winning an Academy Award. And really? you know, yes. we're forty three years into modern drummer. You know, it's, that's yeah. almost half a century. And that's, we are the only drumming resource that's completely neutral, that's been around that long, that is this trusted and has so many different tentacles to every issue that we publish, all of the digital that we curate, where it's unbiased and it's versatile. So in Mm -hmm. one issue of Modern Drummer, you read about your favorite drummers or drummers that will become your favorite drummers, or you read about your peers, you read about what guys are up to, you read about the current and hottest gear, you read about the current and hottest products, uh, and uh, as well as like, you know, CD, streaming, music that's out and video that's out. Yeah. Uh, drummers online, percussionists, drum corps, jazz, rock, metal, Latin, you name it. And, um, you get a lot of education, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of exercises and a lot of really great insight. So one issue takes you weeks to really get through. Uh, we've priced it so that literally one trip to Starbucks and you have an entire month of Modern Drummer online, all 43 years in the archive. 
as well as the current issue. I mean, it's six ninety five a month for all access. It's it, you know we made it insanely affordable because yeah. we want to continue to grow and have all drummers be a part of this because that's how the magazines got to the point it's at now. Is the drumming community wants and needs and respects the fact that there is a voice for their community. There is one place that they can trust and that they know that what they see and what they learn is valid. You can't say that about any any place else, especially the internet. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of theories and a lot of ideas out there, but what you get in Modern Drummer is the real deal. And um, And if you were to go out on the internet, you would spend way more time than seven bucks a month, no matter who you are and what you're doing, uh, to put together everything that we hand to, to a drummer in one issue. We yeah, already right. go through the process of, okay, what's the newest gear? What are the newest releases? Who are the hottest drummers? Who are the drummers that are icons but are doing new things right now? Who's come onto the scene? Who's left the world? And we need to acknowledge uh, you know, who's, you know, playing in the studio or about to do some cool gigs, who's releasing signature series product, you know, and on and on and on to curate that takes a, a, a team, one of the best teams in the world of seasoned pros at Modern Drummer full time work for us on a staff. So one person going out there and trying to do that on their own would be, you know, a, a big waste of time because we already do it for you. And we do it really well. And I think that's how the magazine has got to the point where both in print and digital, it is still number one in the world by far. And the interesting thing is, uh, when I was at NAM recently, um, you know, this was a fact that a lot of people were surprised about and then paused and realized, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that is our print product is bigger than ever. Drummers love to hold Modern Drummer magazine. Yeah. You would think instinctively because the newsprint world has become so commoditized and just the general infrastructure for obtaining print product, newsstands and bookstores and all of that are just going away as fast as you can blink. But Modern Drummer print is bigger than ever. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, of course, most of the, those people are through subscriptions, right? So they don't have to. Why would you go to a newsstand when you, you know, for yeah. virtually a buck, you can get it delivered to your house? <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's amazing. It's how strong that is. And and when I was at NAM and I was sharing that, at first, a lot of people were like, "Well, wow, that that kind of bucks the trend." And then I would ask them, "Well, do you read Modern Drummer?" Everybody said yes. Thank you. And, yeah. uh, and then I asked, well, do you have your back issues or do you read it and throw it out? And I'm telling you, not one person said they throw the magazine out. And that was the aha moment. Like, wow, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I do. I have a stack of modern drummers and I do use them as a, as a resource and I do enjoy keeping them. Um, some people put the covers on their wall. Some people, you know, take pictures of them. Some people use them for social media. I mean, there's so many incredible things you can do with it. Of course, holding a magazine and having the notation to be able to write on it uh, and put it on a music stand or photocopy a page to use on a gig or in a practice room. There's just, it's endless. So yeah, really, it's really great how the magazine, its print product, and of course, all the things we're doing on digital because the magazine started its life strictly print in 1977. That's all there was. 
Sure. But Ron innovated a lot of things. You know, he innovated drum festivals. The Modern Drummer Festival was always a huge deal. We're going to bring those back. Um, Awesome. That's huge. Digital, we've revamped our entire digital uh, world where what we're covering and, and all of it for subscribers, right? What we're covering, what we're putting on our website, what we're putting... Uh, you know, through all of our different channels. It's just incredibly helpful and insightful to drummers. Absolutely. So personally, I have a little like bin. Every year as a kid, you know, it would be a Christmas present. Here's your modern drummer subscription for this year. Here it is for this year. So I have years and years and years of them. And what I do is I take, like if I'm going on a trip or something, um, I'll obviously have the new one that I've read, but I'll take an old one because I loved just looking back in, you know, 2001, in 2005, whenever, and just seeing what was happening then. And like you said, nothing is ever like out of date. Maybe the technology has changed, but even then coming from my angle of the history of things, you can look at it and go, wow, that's changed a lot. Or that technology, I didn't know that company existed then or, or all these things. So, um, and another thing I think is cool is I think in a lot of uh, a lot of forms of media, people don't like advertising. They go, oh, you know, you're watching Hulu or whatever. It's like, here's another ad. I enjoy looking at the drum ads to see who's endorsing what. And I think that's a really rare thing with um, with drumming. And it's even with the Modern Drummer podcast where I like I like hearing who's spot like like Dream Symbols is always a sponsor. I like hearing that because uh, um it's it's our industry. It's like an industry magazine, which is what it is. So so it's kind of cool to see like, okay, Vinny's playing uh, Peisty now. Whoa, cool. You know, you you it keeps you in the loop even on that level. So if you can have your advertising be something that I'm interested in, I just think that's that's huge. You know. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the fact is that the ads are as much of interest to drummers, like you described, as as the content in the magazine is they go hand in hand we drummers love to see who's playing what we love the creativity of the ads i mean think about how many ads are so iconic you know that buddy rich playing the tuba on uh the zildjian ad you know from the 70s and 80s if i couldn't play zildjian i'd switch instruments and buddy's (laughs) sitting there with a tuba i love Uh, it there's just so many iconic ads and and i'm you know, I really, truly, um, I, I really, truly hope that that get, comes back bigger and stronger than ever. And I, I hope that as as the manufacturers, you know, have sea changes inside of their organizations, and younger people or different people come into their organizations who may not have the the history to see to have seen those ads and know what we're talking about and how yeah. cool and impactful they are. I hope that that catches up and I hope that, that, you know, on all sides of it, 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 it comes back in a modern way, right? We don't want to see the same ads no, from the seventies sure. and eighties. Nobody thinks that, but the same, the same emotion when you, you know, when you, a, a lot of companies really get what we're talking about. And then there's a few out there that really don't get it. They don't, they don't understand that, when a drummer sees, you know, uh, Mike Portnoy behind this amazing one of a kind drum kit, and he and they see, you know, 
Tama, the strongest name in drums. Uh, and, you know, that that has a huge impact that if they don't see another ad or they see another ad and it's just a picture of a drum kit or it's a picture of, a, you know, something yeah. is, something really simple and basic and kind of gear-like, that, yeah. that there's no comparison in the emotion and what that's going to do to the drummer's decision. Mm. Man, I've never thought about that. That is so true. Well, I mean, the endorsement in drumming is so important of, oh, I love that drummer. Um, he plays DW. Now I want to grow up and buy a DW set. I remember seeing the drummer from System of a Down when I was like 13 and he was playing Thomas Star Classics. And then my first real kit that I bought was a Star Classic kit. So it just is like, we're impressionable. I mean, you know, because drummers come up, with, especially when you're 12 or 13. Big time. And we we like gear. So um, we do. And we yeah. love, and, and DW is a great, you know, just happens to be one of the, the, the best drum drums in the world. And yeah. what a, what an incredible, uh, incredible, incredible company. Uh, but it's, but you're right. They, you know, w we drummers love this. We love seeing who's not only who, but how and what. Um, and, uh, you know, and what modern drummers have been focusing on, and we've ratcheted it up considerably during stay home right now, mm -hmm. is bringing content that's applicable to right now. So I'll give you an example. I, I'm personally doing a 15-day series, one a day for 15 days, that's basically like a minute or two long, and it's a, an exercise each day is a different exercise out of a really, really well-known book, either Master Studies or New Breed or Dom mm -hmm. Familiaro's It's Your Move. And, um, and I'm focusing on a specific exercise or set of basic exercises where I demonstrate them. It's all video and notation-based. I tell you exactly what book we're working out of, what page. I show you the transcription on screen, and I play it and, and describe it. This is what you do. This is what it's supposed to sound like. And these are incredible chop builders that in one to two minutes, you can understand the exercise and then go practice it all day, as long as you want, whenever yeah. you have time or want to make time. And then the next day, there'll be something new for 15 days. And, and we're going to keep them up, of course, online so people can go back and do the 15 days or any, any one of the days whenever they want. But this is something so relevant and important to drummers right now because it's going to have a huge benefit for them. Their playing is going to improve very quickly for the least amount of time and a zero investment. If they don't want to buy the book, they don't need to. I put exactly what they need on the screen, mm. and there it is. And those are the kind of initiatives that we're really passionate about because we want all things to all drummers to be available all the time. And, of course, our subscribers are going to get incredible benefits because of how much we're curating the content and, and, and the print product and the proprietary digital products on our website that are only for subscribers, the VIP contests that we do for our subscribers, give the drummer some VIP, yeah. you know, where you meet John Bon Jovi on a Mediterranean cruise, or you uh, meet Alice Gonzalez from Manau on stage at the LA Forum and he hands you a snare drum and a cymbal. Uh, and then you watch the show from the front row. I mean, Amazing. these are things you can't buy. And no. our subscribers uh, can get them just for entering by being a subscriber for free. And we sponsor them. They're not underwritten. So it's really, you know, that's that world. But if you're not a subscriber, 
we still want to bring a lot of content and uh, and value to you. And um, and so that's one of the things like we're doing the 15-day uh, stay-home exercises. That's for everybody. It's free online, uh, part of Martin Drummer. Um, we're going to do with Mike Dawson um, and Michael Melenda, a digital editor. We're going to do a uh, and myself uh, a some streaming uh, famous drummer. Uh, not they won't be live streams in the sense that they're little literally live at that yeah. moment, but they're going to be premiered streaming events. Um, it's just much better for drummers to have. Uh, you know, to have a, an edited product for how we want to deliver it. And then we'll do oh, Q yeah. and A's and that kind of thing. Uh, it yeah. works better for how we envision what we're doing than trying to do it live. And it's a little more limiting. And then that yeah. will stay uh, online, you know, forever. And that will be free to everybody uh, who's interested. So it's really this balance of, you know, if you're in the club, you know, you have this endless amount of content and value. And if you're not, then you know you still have an amazing amount of content and value where you can learn about things, learn how to play better uh, for 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 only the investment of time, which you need to put in anyway, and yeah. um, and of course you know hear about what drummers and and drums are you know are up to right now. It's a pretty exciting time. That is, I mean, so you guys are the Goliath in the drum world, obviously. So I think there's a lot of responsibility there on how to handle these times that are, you know, people are at home and, and, and giving them things to work on. So I think you're, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I think you're handling it well of saying, this isn't a time to be like, whoa, man, dangle the carrot and be like, if you want this, you got to pay for it. No, Um, no, not at all. Uh, The opposite. This is what you're absolutely right, Bart. This is the time where we have to, we have to be all things to all people. Uh, there's going to yeah. be people that um, you know don't don't have a need uh, for subscribing for whatever reason, um, and we still want to bring value. You know, it's it's about bringing value to drummers, and it's really almost like a better and best. If you want yeah. best, you subscribe, and with it comes all of these extra things. But if you just want better and is good enough for what your needs are, then you just go on our socials, and uh, yeah. and they're free, and they're amazing what we're delivering. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not about like trying to convince anybody to, to do anything or to spend money. It's about being a central resource for, um, you know, for drummers and drumming, all styles, all ages, all types, internationally, domestically, just every aspect of drumming we cover and we do it, uh, you know, for free basically yep. on our socials as, as kind of the better product and then best to subscribe. Yeah. And, and I don't think it should be glossed over speaking of free that um, I personally, I know a lot of the people listening are huge fans of the modern drummer podcast and I would definitely give them uh, Mike and Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike and Mike credit for being a massive inspiration for me to even start this. I mean, I've heard every episode and that's like 235 hours of it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I mean, we we love what they're doing. It's it's in a very specific niche, and they do such a great job. They're very passionate. Of course, they're incredibly talented, um, one of a kind. Both those guys, and um, it's great. It's a great podcast, and we're going to be looking to do another podcast product that's totally different from what they're doing. 
cool. uh, in the near future. You know, so it's it's really about covering all the different bases uh, because everybody has. You know, I don't want to do a bad drum pun and say different strokes for different <laughs> folks, uh, but the fact is that um, you get it, like full stroke, half stroke. Or anyway, <laughs> yeah. the I fact yeah. is <laughs> uh, that. You know that that there's so many. The great thing about drumming and the and the drummer's world is that there's so many different lanes to it, yeah. and every one of them is a lifelong pursuit, and every one of them is incredibly fulfilling and brings a lot of joy to people's lives. There's people in drum corps that'll never play a bass drum with their foot, uh, you know, on a trap kit, and yeah. um, and they couldn't be happier, and they'll yeah. they'll be the rest of their life going up and down the field and loving it. Uh, when they get too old to, to to hold the drum and do it themselves, they'll get out front and teach the next generation. They love drum corps. And you got guys yeah. that'll only play jazz, guys that only play metal, uh, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and so all of those types, um, you know, we want to fill you know their needs with with everything they need. They need the relevant product reviews for what they're into. Uh, they need to know who the drummers and inspirations are for what they're into. What releases affect them that they want yeah. to check out and that will help them? Of course, all the education. So, so all of these placeholders actually have many different lanes within them. So it's endless amounts of content that we're producing for people because there's endless endless amounts of consumption that they that helps them. Yeah, one thing that I have personally been working on with my show is is I'll get messages from people saying, "Hey, I'd like to hear something about more." Um, like marching or more military drumming. And I did not come from that background. I came from playing in rock bands and doing studio stuff. So I need to like get out of my own what I like world yep. and try and cater to people who I'm just beyond honored they're listening to the show and give them something that they want to hear. And I think obviously Modern Drummer does a great job of that. So um, I kind of look at that as an inspiration of, okay, you know, a little bit of everything for for everyone is is, is what's best. Well, thank you. You know, we uh, we absolutely um, we try. You know, we we definitely put a lot of emphasis on versatility, covering all the different bases, um, yeah. and really making sure that there's something for everyone. But but with meat on the bone, you know, like yeah. not just a little, you know, nothing just for the sake of you know, like a headline. You know, like, okay, this is for. Uh, you know, a percussionist, and this is for uh, t- somebody who strictly plays orchestral. Or no, no, this. If we're going there, we're gi- we're going deep on it. We're giving you substance uh, that really helps. Uh, you know, your goals and and Absolutely. your life. Yeah, and if if people don't know from this conversation yet that it is a great magazine and people should should absolutely check it out. Um, and I want to switch gears now because we were talking before about the stay home uh, sort of mindset. Um, and if, if you're listening to this 10 years down the road, we are currently in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus um, pandemic where literally it's it's sweeping the world and people are forced to stay home. I mean, I Odds are you're listening to this in a couple weeks and you're right there with us and we're all we're all together. Um, but I do think there's one cool thing. And I've been talking with a friend in New Zealand, uh, Andrew Rooney, who has the New Zealand drummers podcast, the NZ drummers podcast. And he's talking about the problems he's having as a drummer. I mean, he's literally halfway across the world. 
we are all in this together. I mean, we are all being affected. And even I do like video and audio freelance stuff. I have been wiped out as a freelancer and I'm sure everyone is in the same boat with, with gigging. So, um, I think people would like to hear from you. We'll affectionately call you the boss cause you're the boss of modern drummer. What do you, what do you say about all this? Like what people are, are out of their gigs right now? Like what's maybe give them some, some words of, of hope. Well, here's the thing. Um, you, you have to use this time to get real on a couple of different levels. The first is you have to take a look at what you're doing. This is one of those moments in time that will not only forever change the world at large, but will, will and should change our world, your world. And so in order to do that, you have to first take a look at what am I doing right now? Am I, am, do I like what I'm doing? Because this is the time to change. You got, mm. If you ever heard the saying, you got all the time in the world, this is literally you have all the time in the world. And <laughs> you probably will, and let's hope, you never have this amount of time again yes. in your lifetime. So this is the moment where you do have all the time in the world. And with that, the first step is get real. Do you like where you are? Do you like what you're doing? The answer is no. Find what you do like. Once you do that, and for the people whose answer is yes, the second step is you have to take right now to grow and improve consciously. Get online and take courses, refresh courses, new courses, practice, start your online business if that's part of what your passion is and that fits into your goals. If you're a drummer, get to the pad, get to the kit. And this is the time where you really explosively grow. And the people that come out of this with huge evolution are going to be the people that always look back at this moment and say, that was the moment that not only changed our lives, but changed my life. And I know this is heavy stuff, and it, and it is, and it should be, and it needs to be, because that's what it is. And mm-hmm. this is your life. It doesn't get any bigger or heavier than that. This yeah. doesn't have to overwhelm you. It just has to consume you in a manner that you really take it seriously and you take decisive action. So the decisive part is step one, where am I? Uh, And choosing where you want to go, right? So if it's where you are now, great. Step two is now I'm going to actually take the steps to improve and I'm going to practice and I'm really going to take it to the next level. And step three is get a mentor. Make sure you're not asking your boyfriend or girlfriend or mother or father how you sound or how you look or or how your business is going because chances are they'll say great and that won't be the case. You need right now a mentor. You need guidance. You need someone or or some group that will say to you, you know, look, no, that's not really – that's not really how it is. That's like, no, you're, you're, you don't, you don't sound as good as you think, or, you know, it doesn't groove or it doesn't, you know, or it doesn't feel like this or feel like that. So you can go back to step two and keep fine tuning it. And that's how you're really going to accelerate your growth. And then with those three steps, when this is over and you have to get back to the real world and no longer will you have all the time in the world, you will have had explosive transformation. And that's what I mm. wish for everybody. Mm, man, very well said. And and I think just jumping off that last point of 
uh, it's a slippery slope of working in isolation, like you said, because you you think that you may sound great, but you don't want to go and practice the wrong thing for three months and then go, oh boy, I practiced the wrong thing. So having those check-ins where fortunately we live in a time now where you can connect with people for free via like Zoom or whatever the apps you want to use to video chat. And uh, and I think people are, everyone's at home. That's the beauty. And, and I'm like, I'm like cleaning up with interviews because everyone's at home and they can't escape me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, Right. I mean, well, that's, you know, that's the way it should be. You're doing, you're doing exactly what may, is the best thing you could be doing is that yeah. that's one of your passions is to have this podcast and, and through drum history podcast, bring, you know, the, these various people and subjects to the world. Uh, at no cost, and um, and now the access that you have has grown substantially, and so you're taking advantage of it. Um, and that's you know that's in every one scenario. I mean, it's easy to understand in your case because you would have been at home or in a studio and isolated yeah. anyway, right? Yeah. But you're you're multiplying <laughs> it because you see that now's a time where people are you know available to talk and it's easier to schedule, etc. But yeah. The fact is that everybody in every field has a similar opportunity. You may have to go a little deeper to find it, and you may have sure. to think a little harder, maybe even go outside the box. But you got to do it because this is, you know, this is a one and done time period, and yeah. uh, and I'd like to see everybody make the most of it. I also did an Instagram post for anybody that wants, a, you know, a little more explanation on this on my uh, at David Frangioni Instagram and um, and talk exactly about what you just asked me, which is, you know, what should people do right now in the stay home? Um, yeah, I saw it. And, it was great. Uh, and, you know, it'll that's how people will grow. I think it's cool, too. And it's it's really across um, industries. But I like how right now people are like like on like online lessons, like the one that comes to mind is I know Dan Bailey, who's a great, very, you know, predominant drummer is releasing his like master course. I think he was like 66% off or something because it's like everyone's at home. Use the content. Don't, you know, it's like a, let's bring down the price, let people actually buy it. Um, which I think is very noble. Now that being said, I do see like Nike doing it and stuff, which, you know, that might not be, that might be more like buy shoes. (laughs) It's not as like, you know, pure as a drummer doing it. But I think everyone has good intentions and is just trying to build each other up. And and I always say it, but the drumming community is very special where be it you're a jazz drummer or a metal drummer, we, we all really want to help each other. Um, so I think we're, we're lucky to have, to not be alone. We're, we're all together through social media. Um, yeah, I mean, the drumming community is, is so connected and, and such a brotherhood and sisterhood. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, that's another thing that, that I've always thought was so important about modern drummers that you've, it's, it's, it's as vital to the drumming community as, as anything could ever be, because that's what you're only a community when you're acting in a, in the manner of a community. And yeah. in order to have that central place where everybody has, which really kind of dictates the community, it can't just be drummers scattered all over the world who love drums. It all has to be centralized to actually turn into the community we're referring to. And that's where modern drummer comes in. So I think, you know, between what everybody has to do at stay home and 
in that central place of modern drummer, listening to resources such as your podcast, um, and really taking a good hard look at what they're doing and how they can improve. This will turn into a moment in time that will change your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think it's important to stay to say for people like, you know, it's hard to do it, but really staying home and I don't want to get political or anything at all. Cause I'm not a political guy, but staying home really is very important because that's the only way to stop. I mean, people are dying. So it's really a, a very effective way. You, you literally like everyone keeps saying it, but you just have to stay home. There's no, there's, it's, it's relatively easy. Just stay home and don't go out and don't see a bunch of people. So well, I just, and think I think important. I see most people doing that. Um, yeah. but yeah, of course. I mean, that's a hundred percent right. Now, as we kind of get closer to the end here, I think it would be really neat. You yourself have a very interesting background. So you wrote the book Crash, which features tons of really cool drum sets. You've worked with major bands. So why don't you um, take a few minutes and just let people kind of meet the new you know, CEO and publisher of, of Modern Drummer and, and tell us about you? Well, David Frangioni. Um, my world actually started before I was born because my parents, who met right after my dad got out of World War II, uh, their dream and goal was to have a family. And they ended up not being able to have children for over 15 years of their, their beginning of their, from the beginning of their marriage on for no reason. The, the doctors couldn't tell them why. Hmm. So they literally just kept trying to have kids and, uh, and, you know, just we're kind of accepting the fact that as I got older and older, that they may never have this family that they dreamt of. Then they had my brother, John, who's three years older than me. And he was like a miracle kid to them. Like, wow, because yeah. the doctors couldn't explain why they couldn't have kids and they couldn't explain why they finally did have a kid. So this was like mm -hmm. all just a big mystery. And then they had me uh, and that that's my family, my mom and dad who are no longer with us, uh, and my brother and myself. Um, and when I was two, I got diagnosed with retinoblastoma, which is cancer of the eye, mm. and they weren't sure if I was going to live. So this whole idea of the family that they dreamt of was now being challenged that they could lose the younger son to cancer at age two. So it was riveting, oh very God. traumatic, as you can imagine. Yes. Uh, I think losing a child in, at any age and under any circumstances is beyond comprehension in terms of sadness and trauma for, for any parent. Yeah. And uh, they were no different. And I ended up uh, having to have my right eye removed. So I've been blind in my right eye ever since. So I only really know and remember what it's like to see out of one eye. And that really formed my life from then on. I found drumming literally at that age. At the time, of course, I had no idea. Even as I got a little older, I always said I started playing the drums around seven or eight years old. But then I, re then I found pictures lit when my mom passed away in 2004. She was my best friend and closest person to me ever. Uh, and my inspiration, um, and really the reason we're on this podcast right now with with credits and and any kind of success. Um, and when she passed away, I was going through photos that I had never seen before, and I was drumming at 18, 19 months and two years old. The photos were dated. It was unbelievable. Wow. It was right before my cancer, and then, of course, right after. So I've been playing the drums literally my whole life in one form or another. At eight years old, I started taking lessons. We couldn't afford a drum kit, so I was taking drum set lessons every week from a local public drummer, first in school and then from a guy at a music store, uh, Mr. Woolley. And the, I was playing on phone books and pots and pans and tables to emulate a drum kit. 
And uh, eventually I got a used drum kit. My parents saved up for a couple of years and uh, I played the heck out of that thing and started playing in bands, started looking at how can I be the world's greatest drummer? I wanted to do something bigger in life than what surrounded me in my neighborhood, in my environment. It was a very limiting environment, very, very blue collar. People kind of stayed in the town and just, you know, kind of, kind of almost resigned in that area to like, okay, well, this is, this is what it is. And I was such a rebel against that. I was like, no way I'm going to do big things if it kills me. And, um, I worked really hard to accomplish that. You know, I didn't, I didn't just dream it. I actually did it, which I still do to this day, uh, you know, 14, 16 hour days on a regular basis. Cause that's how much time it takes to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so after 12, 13 years old playing gigs, um, I was starting to lead a band and I started to learn about booking gigs and, started learning about business, which I, you know, had no idea I was really learning. All I was trying to do was get my band into different venues, clubs and whatever. Uh, But of course, with that comes agreements, you know, how much are we going to get? What's the set time? What's the load in? What's the load out? And all these things that I was just learning, all these cool things that I had no idea would serve me for my entire life. Found technology through drumming around 17 years old. I uh, was searching for great drum sounds Technology now, we're in the early to mid 80s, was starting to become very important to drumming. So that's what my first explorations consisted of was like, okay, how do I trigger drums? How do I understand the basics of programming a drum machine? And ended up falling in love with technology as much or more as I did drumming. And what I saw as my technology career was really taking off, and it came very naturally to me, is I saw that, you know, I became a consultant, MIDI consultant got a lot of clients. And I saw that, you know, wow, like in this environment, I can contribute to music and take everything I've learned about music and I can do it on a much bigger scale and a much more uh, passionate and an, and a, an interesting scale than I could even as a drummer. Because a lot of the bands and artists that I would dream of working with had a drummer, but they didn't have anybody helping them with technology. So mm, yeah. It was just kind of a hand in glove fit. So uh, I really pursued it. Then, you know, had a very successful MIDI consulting business before I was 20 years old. And again, through a lot of hard work from starting at zero. And then got the gig with Aerosmith. I was referred to them and I came in to do one project for a week and never left. Uh, and then from there, um, started to work with a lot of other people, get a lot of referrals, have worked with a myriad of platinum record artists that uh, have just made for an incredibly grateful uh, career, you know, from Shakira to the Stones to Elton to Debbie Gibson to uh, Ricky Martin to, uh, you know, Styx, Journey. Of course, we mentioned Aerosmith, Ozzy mm-hmm. Osbourne, Brian mm-hmm. Adams, awesome. uh, Billy Joel, you know, it just goes on and on. The, the privileges I've had uh, in terms of working with getting called to work with great artists and um, and then I started a business called Audio One because my consulting, technology, all those areas were really growing. I was doing different projects, drum sample CDs at, with East West that were very successful. Um, and I had to form a company because I was getting asked to build a lot of studios. Some people even credit me with building the first home studio, which I have no idea if that's true or not. It's a great credit if it is. Pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. But um, I was 
getting a lot of calls to build studios and put systems together. So I had to form a company. I had to scale it bigger than me. So I started Audio One, which has been in business now for over 25 years, uh, turned into uh, one of the top companies in the world for building recording studios, home theaters, and large-scale home automation systems. And uh, then I started ProToolsTraining.com, which has been a very successful environment uh, teaching people all around the world for uh, Pro Tools and certification through Avid. And I started All Access IDA, which is Inspire and Develop Artists, uh, which is an artist development program that's been very successful. We have a label through Warner, um, as well as a great artist development program. Of course, I have Modern Drummer now and all of my side projects in addition to these companies. Um, and I have Franjoni Media, which is uh, the consulting arm where we consult. We work on new product ideas. We do high-level business consulting and, and artist consulting uh, we work on more commercial-based projects where we'll do entire facilities and um, you know acoustic designs, et cetera. So all of this fits together. And uh, you know, here I am with a career now that spanned well over 30 years. And I've been fortunate enough to receive, you know, over 70 gold and platinum records and uh, mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, you know, a lot of artist relations that um, you know, just been an amazing, amazing educational ride. Wow. It's still Man. going that, strong. Thank God. That's just the the case in point of just, you know, it's it's an example of don't do one thing. Obviously, you can do do one thing great, but do a bunch of stuff, you know, and just and see what happens. I'm sure I would be surprised if you hadn't had some things that you tried that maybe didn't succeed. And you, you say, I learned from that and then of moved course. on. Everyone does. Well, that's without a doubt, Bart. I mean, you know, there's we're talking about the highlight reel of the things that have been great. You know, we could have a whole nother show on the failures, maybe two shows. Um, and <laughs> you yeah. also mentioned Crash, the world's greatest drum kit. So in the middle yeah. of, of these other projects, I also have authored three books, uh, all bestsellers. The first one's Clint Eastwood Icon, published in 2009. They've all been published by Insight Editions, which is a fantastic publishing company. They do Harry Potter and Batman, and they're mm. wonderful. Uh, and then they published my second book, which is Clint Eastwood Icon, Revised and Expanded Edition in 2018, which is still out there doing great. And then my third book, Crash, the World's Greatest Drum Kit. So the Clint Eastwood books are all about Clint's films, his art. They were done in collaboration with Clint. And um, anybody who's into action movies, westerns, or anything Clint Eastwood or anything movie posters and memorabilia, if you're a collector, you're going to love Clint Eastwood Icon. That book is coffee table book. It's amazing. Crash Mm. Is also for the collector or for anybody who loves drums. As you mentioned, there's all these pictures of iconic drum kits. It's part of my foundation, Frangioni Foundation. Um, text drums to 707070 and you can donate to Frangioni Foundation, which uh, at all times we're helping musicians and kids uh, who need it most. And uh, Frangioni Foundation is, you know, has this incredible drum museum where all these drums reside, and the book uh, contains. You know, it's a coffee table book, contains pictures and stories. Carmine Apiece, Carl Palmer, Neil Peart, Alex Van Halen, um, you know, just on Buddy Rich, Louis Belson. Mm, yeah. um, the list goes on and on and on of yeah. Eric Singer, um, you know. Iconic drum sets. Um, iconic drummers, iconic drum kits. If you love drums, and I would think most of the people on this podcast do, uh, <laughs> I think who are do, listening. Yeah. You got to get crashed the world's greatest drum kits. It's at Amazon 
and uh, it's it's done really well. And the feedback we've gotten has been extraordinary. Um, we did the first printing had a couple of mistakes in it that though you know they weren't the end of the world, but they were still mistakes. So we did a second printing uh, because the first one sold out so quick, and we corrected those mistakes, uh, which were a couple of text, a couple of typo things. Uh, and the book's just done really, really well. And I'm very proud of it. And the, you know, I did it for drummers and drummers are coming back to me saying we love the book and that's what matters. That is what matters. It's cool just to, I just love that we can just look at pictures and read about drums from, from our, our heroes. Yeah. uh, Isn't that cool? I mean, it's just such a cool thing to be able to look through. Thank you. I agree. You know, Bart, I made the book, all three books for that matter, that I want to read. And I figure go, I'm a yeah. pretty harsh critic of of myself <laughs> and of just creativity in general. Yeah, uh, I learned that from Steven Tyler. You know, he's pretty intense about getting things right, and he sure. was very nurturing in all those years we were in the studio together. And that rubbed off on me in a big way between my mother and Steven. That that was a really really prevailing mindset. And uh, these books are the books I would want to read. They're books that mm. I I would if I didn't write them I'd have them on my coffee table and I would enjoy uh, going through them as a fan of these subjects. Yeah, and what you said about Steven Tyler and your mom it just goes to to show about that the importance of the not working in isolation and having a mentorship and taking people's feedback, not getting your feelings hurt, grow from it, expand, and do the best work possible. So I love it. You're absolutely right. Well said. Awesome. Well, David, thank you so much for uh, sharing all of this amazing information with us. Um, and I'm really excited about the future of Modern Drummer. Um, I just think it's so cool that it's been around for so long. And it's, it's got, it's, n- there's no end in sight. I mean, it is just getting better and better and, and, and bigger. And yeah, and I'm, I'm sure what you're going to do is just gonna be amazing. Well, thank you, Bart. Uh, you know, we brought my drum teacher, Don Femularo, who's one of the most famous drum educators in the world. Yeah. We brought him on as head of global education for Modern Drummer, um, and I want to thank him for introducing the two of us. Um, Absolutely, and also, thank you. For doing uh, you that, know yeah. the contributions he's going to continue to make to Modern Drummer. Thank you for the support. Thank you, everybody listening for the support. ModernDrummer.com. As Bart said, you know we're forty three years strong, but the best is yet to come. And uh, I'm very grateful for all your support. And uh, everybody, just stay home. If we're past this. When you listen, uh, take the principles that we learned during Stay Home and apply them. They'll be applicable forever. And I wish everybody the best. Awesome. Thank you. David Frangioni, everyone. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. If you like this podcast, find me on social media at Drum History and please share, rate, and leave a review. And let me know topics that you would like to learn about in the future. Until next time, keep on learning. This is a Gwyn Sound Podcast.